It's our first mini episode, a little bonus episode. Short story, you know, something to make you smile, maybe a little inspirational, just plain fun. Uh, I'm going to talk about my Magic Camp kids. Uh, For those who don't know, I teach a class every summer uh, for the last 10 years. To kids, I teach them magic tricks. Um, When I very first started, I was... Uh, I went back to school in my 40s. I got a job at this college. And uh, they said, uh, I showed them a million magic tricks to the people I worked with with the two and a half, three years that I was there. And they said, you should make a class for the kids in the summer, you know, teach them magic. And I'm like, is that a thing? Like, you can get paid for that? And they said, yeah, write it up and, uh, yeah, pick some hours and submit it. So I did everything that they told me to, and it was approved. So they gave me a $500 budget to be able to buy magic tricks and supplies for the kids. I wanted to give them stuff that they could take home. So I developed a program and a curriculum for a five-day program, four hours a day. And uh, the first time I did it, the kids ate up all the material in the first day. And I had to regroup and kind of learn, like, you know, how to adapt and how to make it better. So the first year was okay. Uh, Everybody loved it. But I got better after the second, third year. And what I used to do is we would do some teaching from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, we would put on a show. Each kid would get up, perform their favorite trick. Their parents would be invited, the staff would be invited. We would have a full room. It was a great time, uh, every single time. I had 15 kids in each class, and it was great. Uh, I want to tell you a couple, about three of them at least. First of them, the first one was a a girl named Pepper. Uh, Pepper was in, I don't know, she was in one of my classes in the sixth or seventh year. Uh, She was one of those girls, I think she was 10 or 11 years old. And she was about, you know, she was one of those girls who was definitely kind of had a self-confidence about herself. Uh, She thought she was a little too cool for school. She tried to play off that she wasn't interested, but you could tell she was, you know. Um, She was a good kid. I always give out a deck of cards on day one to all the kids uh, because we're going to teach about cards on the first day. And I just give them a deck of cards that they can take home. They get to pick a color. So the very next day, I see Pepper uh, using her cards at her desk and and doing something. But I noticed they're not the cards I gave her. Um, I'm a card collector. I have over 250 decks of cards. I know good cards, I know bad cards, I know valuable cards, you know, and, and some cards, decks of cards are really valuable. I noticed hers right away, and that they were David Blaine cards, and uh, David Blaine cards are really, really top-notch, and they're collectible, you know. Uh, the ones she had were definitely expensive, and I said, Pepper, where'd you, where'd you get these cards? And she's like, oh, my dad gave them to me. And I'm like, wow, is your dad rich? And she goes, he's a lawyer. I said, so the answer is yes. Okay, cool. Because I'm like, all right. I would never give a little kid a deck of, of David Blaine cards, you know? So I just thought that was really cool, you know? I went home and I told my son about it and whatever. Next day I go over there and Pepper, you know, mom comes in and drops Pepper off for the class that day. And she says, oh yeah, I got something for you. And she hands me a sealed deck of these cards. And she says, you can have these. My husband said, you know, keep these. And I, I, I was flabbergasted. I was floored. You know, I have David Blaine's at home, but I didn't have those kind, you know. And they were like, they were worth well over 200 bucks at the time. So, you know, it just floored me. And uh, I still got them. 
I still got them. It was just a cool, cool thing that uh, I'll never forget that. Let me tell you about Elliot. Elliot was a kid. He was, uh, Elliot was born in Sweden. Came over here when he was like eight years old. Uh, he was six foot tall uh, when he took my class and he was 11 years old when he took my class. So he was six foot tall at 11 years old. But this isn't what made Elliot unique, believe it or not. Um, Elliot was definitely on the spectrum. Um, they explained to me what it was, but of course I didn't, I don't remember and I don't treat him any differently. I don't treat anybody, any kid differently. I treat them all with respect. So, but Elliot was funny. Uh, quick-witted, very quick-witted, and he was funny. And he, the first, he asked me first day. He said, "Do you know anything about the Beatles?" And I said, "Well, you know, I know a few of their songs, and I like the Beatles. They're good." And he started to tell me that he was a huge fan of the Beatles. He knew all of their music. Um, he knew many things about the Beatles, and uh, he was going to teach me while I taught him magic. And I said, "Okay." So a couple days in, you know, we were talking about the Beatles thing, and he said, yeah, just name a song, and I'll tell you what album it's on. So I pulled up Apple Music, and we start to go for a solid five minutes. Any song that I mentioned, he would tell me what album it was on, what number it was on the album, how many minutes it was, sometimes an antidote story about it. It was incredible. I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, I'm a super fan of some of my bands, but I definitely would not be able to tell you the times and what order of an album. I mean, it was just amazing. The one thing I loved about Elliot, though, he was a funny kid and he would implement Beatles stuff into his funny stuff. So, day comes, we do the show. I'm going to introduce Elliot to come do his trick. And I told the audience and everybody and the parents, I said, well, it's this fascinating fact that he is very, very well-versed and a, an amazing professional uh, trivia on the Beatles. And he just looked at everybody and said, well, I saw him standing there. Yeah. And then he killed it with the magic truth. Never forget Elliot. My last guy, oh man, his name was Alex. Uh, Alex was a great kid. Alex was definitely on the spectrum. He was, um, the first couple of days, he really had a hard time struggling. And I had never had a kid who struggled like that before would just break down crying because he couldn't you know adapt the trick or he couldn't figure out the trick or he couldn't do the trick or whatever it was and I felt so bad for the little guy because I wanted to just be like it's okay dude um it's it's fine and I would tell him it's okay and, and he would he just blatantly said to me well it's not okay for me and it and it made me step back a couple steps and I had to realize we got to find something we got to we got to I have to adapt and I got to find something here to try to make it work for Alex so I even went back home. I lived an hour away from where I taught the class every summer. So I went back to my house an hour away. I came up with 10 different things that I brought back the next day. And we found something that Alex connected to. Uh, every time we put on a show on that Friday with the kids, everybody get, their kids get to pick their own magician name. And I asked Alex, what's your magician name? And he said, it's uh, Alex Kazam. And uh, that is the coolest thing ever. It showed you how funny. He was. I mean, he was so funny, even when he cried. He said, it's okay when I cry. I use my tears as skin moisturizer. Yeah, I mean, that kid was amazing. And the day of the show day, uh, he killed it. He was the funniest kid on the show. 
and uh, he knocked it out of the park. I'll never forget those kids. Uh, I got many more kids over of the years I did that. But those kids, those kids are they're super special to me. I'll never forget it. This has been your mini episode. All right. See us uh, every Friday when we launch full episodes. We got some good stuff coming up. See you there.